It's the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. How can you achieve and maintain business growth? Harvard Business School Executive Education is now accepting applications for a new program, Driving Profitable Growth. Taking place in Boston from October 25th through the 28th, this program focuses on business expansion and organizational growth strategies that can lead your company into the future. Learn more about this three-day program for senior leaders by visiting hbs.me growth. That's hbs.me growth. Welcome to Postcast. David Locke along with Ron Boone as the Golden State Warriors finish off the Utah Jazz season. All right, this will not be funny to anybody else, but it just came across my phone, and I have no choice but to share it. So while I was in San Francisco, which is where I grew up, I had dinner with four of my closest friends from high school, many of which, actually all of which, were coached by the same guy named John Kiger. And we, at least to this day, still believe he might be the worst coach ever. And he was this cliche-filled, rebound is to make war, and like defense is not a choice or an option kind of coach. And uh, maybe he was good, but we don't really think so, and his shorts were too short, and, and it just was not, it was not good. So the dinner conversation, and we went to a small high school, And so you can, you know, small private high school, you can guess how important sports were. So the dinner conversation became whether or not John Kiger, I think he's passed, so God rest his soul, could coach the Warriors to an NBA title at this point. And the general consensus was probably. However, after watching that performance, I just got a text from one of the people at dinner who said not only could the Warriors be coached by John Kiger to win an NBA title, but Kent Holubar who is our six foot one, 136-pound European history teacher in 10th grade with an afro still today and blonde hair and a way-too-bushy mustache who could be blown over by the wind and was our JV basketball coach because nobody else at that school would do it, could coach them to a championship. So in other words... They don't need a damn coach. They're so beeping good. It's just ridiculous. I'm so – we were without George Hill. So, you know, we didn't get him – we didn't give him full strength. I don't know that it would have mattered. I, I did feel like for the entire series they were big brother, putting the ball right there and then just pull it away. Put, pull it away. It's just that torturous thing big brother does. Uh, they are so good. It, I cannot wait to watch them play Houston and San, or San Antonio and see if it's the same thing. Uh, I, I just can't imagine it. Cleveland, I think, might have enough shooters, but I can't imagine anyone can stay with them. Well, I, I, I'm interested in that ball game as well, and I'm talking about the Houston Rockets if they get past the, the San Antonio Spurs. I, I, I think the Houston Rockets and the Golden State Warriors game will be more enjoyable to watch for a lot of fans because of the three-point shooting, uh, the offensive pressure, uh, the, the, the James Harden, Steph Curry-type matchups, and you know with, with uh, Draymond Green and, and Kevin Durant. I think they would probably enjoy that. Houston's got no chance. Yeah, but well, especially since uh, Nene's gone down. Yeah, but like they'll kill it. Harden. Harden will yeah. turn it over eleven times every yeah. night. Yeah, but uh, I interested in that next series there as well because I want to see. You know, if the Houston Rockets can just hang in there. I mean, San Antonio, you know, they're, they're, they're a team that forces you to play well in order to beat them. Uh, and that might be a good series to watch. But I'd, I'd like to see the, the Houston Rockets play. Another All right, let's put a capsule on this season for the Utah Jazz as it comes to an end. Awesome moment as the fans chanted Gordon, Hayward, 
throughout the arena in the final moments, really just showing Jazz Nation. Obviously a huge offseason, but I think Gordon came to the, the biggest story of the year for the Utah Jazz was Gordon Hayward, offseason work. We saw him at training camp in September. I remember I texted you early in those open gyms. I was like, oh, my gosh, he is, like, by far the best player on the floor. Mm-hmm. And he never – it never stopped. The broken hand early. Luckily, he didn't have to have surgery or didn't opt to have surgery so he could have this season. He just uh, wowed me all season long. Well, and, and the, his growth uh, just makes you wonder now, it's, it's, it's hard as he's worked to get to this point, is there another level for him? Does he, does he just – fade out, not fade out, but average out now to level out. Maybe that's what I'm looking for. Level out to where he's... Now, this is superior basketball. I mean, this is domination that, that he's playing right now, and, and his confidence level is, is definitely as high as we've seen it throughout his you know his whole tenure here. But I'd like to see him one more gear, you know, and just to see how great he can be. I feel like he hit another gear in these playoffs. I think he plays next season right differently. You're probably right about that, but you know, that next gear gets him all-star game right away. I mean, he's not he's not waiting to see if he's if he's if he's taken. I think he, that gets him to the all-star game right away. Uh, that also uh, elevates this team there as well. The other storyline of the season has to be the emergence of Rudy Gobert as a dominating player. There was a stretch of time throughout this season where I told people I came to the arena thinking Rudy Go- every night I left the arena after that Rudy Gobert was a better player than I did when I came to the arena. That There was just an, an incredible stretch there for Rudy uh, to become the player he has become, uh, which is a force in this league. You know, let me go back a little ways because you said something during the broadcast that I had just totally forgot about. Then he went to the D-League. They sent him down to the D-League in order to get time on the floor, first of all, to the point where he can improve because he had a lot to work on in order to be good in this league. Uh, and and you know, we start evaluating a player like Rudy thinking, okay, he needs to have an offensive game. He needs to have a game where you can put the ball in his hands with his back to the basket and he can develop and, and make uh, some moves and score in order for him to help this basketball team. I've seen just the opposite, that he does not need that offensive game. I'd like to see him be a threat uh, and, and maybe have a signature move or something, maybe a hook shot or, 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 or a little jump hook, just something that, you know, where he can change his game up just a little bit. But uh, I'm, I'm a believer now because of his hard work and, and, and the way they use him this year that he doesn't necessarily need that, uh, the, you know, that off part of his game. The other unfortunate storyline of the season is the injuries, and more than the injuries, just the inability to ever get anybody healthy. We, just, I mean, Rodney Hood finishes the year injured on the in the last game, doesn't doesn't finish the game. George Hill got injured in November, not got, never got healthy. Alec Burks never got healthy. Derek Favors never got healthy. A complete just inability to ever get a healthy team on the floor. Yeah, and that just shows hard work. I think the the ability of of Quinn Snyder's system to um, make things work for this team. And if he doesn't have the system, I I think the compliment some guys, I'm kind of searching for uh, the guys that had had to pencil in in order to just survive the season. It it was remarkable, first of all. But his ability to find those guys that that could survive and, and, uh, and, and, and get the things going. 
I was looking at. Yeah, uh, you're distracted. <laughs> I got you. I hear you. At least you haven't lost your touch. 80 some odd, 92 games into the season. Uh, the big picture. If I'm a Utah Jazz fan, I, I not only am I excited about how this season went, but I leave with compl- a lot of uncertainty going into this offseason. George Hill and Gordon Hayward and. Joe Ingles, and certainly it all stems. There's no, there's no need to kid about this. It all stems to Gordon Hayward re-signing. If Gordon Hayward does not re-sign, our picture is dramatically different. But if you can re-sign Gordon Hayward, you have four pieces that make me feel very good about the future. Two of them are on the court, and two of them are off the court. Those two off the court are Dennis Lindsay and Quinn Snyder. They have done – I have incredible confidence in Quinn – and Dennis has been a man of his word. If you've listened to what he said, he's done everything he said he was going to do uh, building this team. And he's got a lot of work in this offseason. But I feel pretty comfortable that those moves will be done diligently, they will be done researched, and they will be done with a vision. Okay, and I'm going to throw this question out to you because I'm thinking, I'm hoping anyway, that this is not going to be a season where they've worked very, very hard over the last three years to make the playoffs they get here. And then next year they take a nosedive. Um, and so I'm asking you, uh, what needs to happen in order for us to stay at this level or get better? Gordon Hayward has to resign. You have to solidify the point guard position. I'm not sure in what order those two things happen. You need Joel Ballenboy, Trey Lyles, and Dante Exum to have off seasons where they are ready to contribute because the salary structure of the team is going to be such that you are no longer going to have middle-class 10 and 11 and $12 million players on your roster. You are going to have to get minutes out of guys on their rookie contracts, and those are the primary things. Rodney Hood is, has got to get healthy, and, and he did not progress either due to injuries or just whatever reason from year two to year three the way we had hoped. He had career-low numbers, uh, and, and hopefully he has another step in his game. We thought this would be the year... And either the injuries are just he maybe he doesn't maybe he's not maybe he evolves into an off the bench scorer when he's hot you roll ride him and when he's not you don't um, I don't know the answer on that but I those are all kind of immaterial a little bit to me I think the big three items are you have to re-sign Gordon you've got to solidify the point guard position and then you are when you do those two things your salary structure is going to be such that you have got to have Trey Lyles Joel Ballenboy and Dante Exum being important players on this team next year. So what players do you think, and now I'm interviewing you, Uh-oh. what players do you think that needs to, what we need to show patience with that um, could get us or keep us at the level that we're playing with? I mean, are, are we taking a chance at being patient with a couple of players that... Um, you know, I, I still... In, in I'm not sure in what order because I'd have to really... I still really believe in Trey Lyles' skill set, um, and I'm hoping maturity and another year of development and understanding where to progress and how he fits in the NBA will help him. Um, Dante has a unique skill. He has got one of the five quickest first steps, if maybe better, in the NBA, and now can he build a game around that. But you've got to have, the, as Gordy Chiesa used to always say, is there's something about your game that makes the opponent say, oh, yes. Yeah. I should have just said it on the last possible podcast. And Dante has that. Um, I don't know that Trey Lyles has that, but I do like his game and his skill and the things he can do um, with this team. Uh, and then Joel Ballenboy, I don't expect huge things. I just I think you need him to be a rotation player. 
Okay, and then we get to the, the veteran players that they added to this basketball team, and, and obviously George Hills being one and that point guard you just mentioned not uh, being as solid as you would like to see going into next season after making the playoffs. Um, what's out there? You know, and obviously we don't know that, and I know you. Well, there's a lot re- out there. Free agents are Kyle Lowry and Drew Holiday, the big names. You got to decide you want how much you want to pay. Free trade. I think there's a chance, depending on the vibe we're getting from George Hill, that you, the Jazz could make some sort of move prior, to, similar to what they did last year, prior to the trade to the free agency and the draft to be able to acquire that point guard. I think that's kind of a window where the, I expect I would expect the Jazz first roster change to happen prior to the draft, still making a move with the salary cap space that they have remaining. Then in the draft they have a window, and then free agency, and those are the three periods. Well, we know that they're working out players already. And, and last year we saw a lot of players come in and what they were working out, and we could just about tell what they were looking for by the time, yep. by the kind of players that they were bringing in. So I, I would imagine we'll get, enough, we'll get a shot at it again Interestingly, this year. also, we figured out we didn't see a lot of players that we thought matched what they wanted, and they <laughs> yeah. traded the pick. Yeah. All right, thank you all very much for tuning in. Thanks to Ron. This is Postcast. I'm part of the Locked On Locked On Jazz and the Locked On Podcast Network. Hi guys, this is Josh Lloyd, host of the Locked On Fantasy Basketball Podcast. The NBA is back, so that means that fantasy basketball is back in one form or another. We've got daily fantasy, but there's also some fantasy leagues with the resumption of play with these eight regular season games in Orlando, and Locked On Fantasy Basketball is going to have you covered. It's not just for fantasy basketball, though, because we recap all of the games across the NBA, so if you're looking for a broad overview of the action across the league every day, Locked On Fantasy Basketball is the podcast for you.